Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. That is right, Colin, and it is, we are approaching the end game of the time heist. Mm. <laughs> Incepted end games. Um... But uh, this is a scene that I think we're going to have a lot to say um, in sort of a um, what was Dooley feeling about uh, Peggy at the very moment sort of way. So let's get into it. Okay. Um, it is in that I think that we're going to have a fight. No, we're not. No, we're not. It's going to be fine. Uh, you're going to be watching uh, Avengers Endgame from 1 hour 43 minutes and 41 seconds, and you're going to be finishing up at 1 hour 44 minutes and 58 seconds. And here is what happens. As Steve walks towards the elevator, he sees the woman from the elevator talking to an MP officer. Is it an MP officer or just an MP? I honestly, Military police Yeah, man? I think it ha- must be officer. Yeah, MP, just an MP. Oh. Anyways, um, on, on the wire, they, they always say a police, and I think that's really weird, but probably authentic. <laughs> About the two suspicious men she saw, Steve ducks into an office. It turns out that this is Director Peggy Carter's office. He sees the picture of him from his file that Phillips gave to Peggy as they cleared out the Europe office 15 years earlier. Then he sees her come into an adjoining office talking to a secretary. And right before we see her come into an adjoining office on her door, you can see that her office encompasses more than one room because it's like 15.1 through .3 or something like that. So she has like, yeah. Um, Talking to a secretary. He is in a dark room and she is in a lit one. So he can walk right up to the window where she's standing and she won't see him. He watches her somberly until she walks out of the room. I don't think Samberly was there. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I Alla wishes was that I he Alla wishes he was. There it is. Mm-hmm. That that worked a little bit. That kind of worked that a little bit. That was kind of there. Yeah. Um so Colin. Yes, James. Uh I have an Avengers ensemble. I have a note about a note you have. I have beard notes, and I have a cool Easter egg I noted. Um, okay. And then, but first, let's talk about your thoughts and feelings and things you're wrong about. No, no, no. no. Okay. So, okay. I know, obviously, <laughs> right? This is this is one of those things where it's just very funny to me because it is. It's what's the word for? It? I mean, it's like it's a TV trick, right? It's it's a sure. cinema trick. Yeah. But sure. it's the thing of. Uh, and to be very to be very clear, I'm going to make a joke about it, but then I'm also going to point out why I know it's sure. wrong, right? But sure. like okay. to me, it's this thing of it is a quote unquote dark room, and I'm putting that in quotes, mm. right? Because okay. it is certainly not as bright as the hallway was, or technically this room sure. next to us. But right. like Steve is well lit. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like that's his inner glow of purity. Sure. He is <laughs> able to without holding the picture towards the lit window like he just picks it mm-hmm. up he is able see to see it yes. in perfect view right he's right. able to see all these like everything in those in the space is like lit almost perfectly right right um and there are shades right in in mm-hmm. this space well, blinds blinds yeah. that's what i meant yeah sorry I, I i frequently call those shades as well which i know is not correct i don't know yeah. if that's like a bad habit of mine or if i learned that somewhere i just don't know who does it but anyway so there's blinds right um, yeah. and, uh, oh, you know what it is? There are things that are technically blinds, but they are called shades for like deck doors, 
because yes. they're the long, yes. thick ones that, you know. So yes. I think I'm, I'm mixing those two up. That's what it is. Okay. So anyway, yes. so there's these blinds that are there, right? Uh, but they're not like really curved at all. They're just straight up at a like perpendicular to the floor or parallel to the floor. I mean, not perpendicular. That'd be right. wild. Right, right, <laughs> um, right. So like it is like, it is just a full slot that he can essentially see directly through it, right? He doesn't have to like right. pick, you know, and pull them apart a little right. bit to look, right? Right. So he sees her clear as day again, right? Uh, and right. it's this thing where like, you know, okay, he then... If he was standing where he was when he first entered the room, there is a, a, a definitely a bit of like theater magic or whatever. Again, perhaps if if it's technically, and I'm putting this in quotes, if it's like technically not actually as well lit as we are seeing it because it's, oh, right. it, we need you to be able to see it because it's a movie, right? Right, right. Like perhaps if he was at that far back wall, you wouldn't see him, right? But what I will say is, is that when you are standing an inch away from glass... And light is pouring into it, right? Again, you might not be able to see someone depending on, you know, a whole bunch of factors. But you mean to tell me that Peggy, one of the top spies, when she is standing also an inch from the glass, right, doesn't see just fully like what we can also see clear as day through the blinds, a Steve Rogers who is just, that's not there. You mean that there's a... There is a very clear body in the window. And again, I know it's going to be a thing of, well, when it's actually that dark and all that other stuff, things reflect off. Well, you're not going to see it's, it. But like, right. it's the okay. thing of when the camera goes to her side of the glass and it is almost like a Friday the 13th moment in a way yeah. where they're just like, oh, you know, he won't find us here, but he's already just in the window. I mean, like the way he's just standing there, like, like almost fogging up the glass you know what i mean it is a little bit right. like okay again i know i'm 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 being very clear i know that's not how it works right but it's I'm, it's it's all about they need you to be able to see it right but it's I'm, it's also making me laugh because i just saw an article about uh a guy who got pissed off about the tv show the lost uh the the last of us okay because he was like um yeah, this TV show is bullshit because it's like, you know, five, ten years after the uh, zombie apocalypse begins or whatever. And he's like, and uh, they are driving around in cars still. Clearly, they don't know anything about gas, like, you know, uh, de- uh, degradation, like ga- yeah. like how gasoline breaks down. But it's like, hey, buddy, it's a fucking TV show. Like, it's 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 fiction. Like, right. there's, there's no such things as zombies. Like... Like sometimes you have to suspend your your disbelief to just enjoy yeah. the thing. It's like Neil deGrasse Tyson really ruined a lot of things. I think for a cultural, uh, no, yeah. I mean those cars are electric, and I don't know why uh, why he doesn't know that. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, <laughs> also in that universe, gas operates slightly differently, which is what caused the zombies. It's weird that you don't know that. Not an organic chemist, huh? Okay, so uh, I am on your side. I've thought about it, and you're absolutely right, Colin. I've thought about it, and you're absolutely right. And we're going to talk about something that I forgot we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. You're correct. Even with she's in a lit room, he's in a poorly lit room, she should mostly be seeing her reflection. Right. Even with all that, she's a master spy. Yeah. So why wouldn't she know or look up or acknowledge that he's right there? I know why. Because she knows yes. already because right. he told her. 
I, I, I actually, you know what's funny is I hadn't thought about that for a split second, but okay, so here's here's the interesting thing, though. And then I was no, looking at no, you. But you know you what? can't look up at me. You know what, though? She wouldn't know yet because Why? the time loop hasn't happened yet. But because okay, it's a but different no, because this is a different timeline. Okay. So okay. Well, now we have to go back to what we said in forty nine. Uh-huh. Either uh-huh. the timeline where Steve goes back and is with Peggy has always happened, or they changed everything. You know, we talked about like how right, maybe right, the TVA right. was like, actually, this is a better one. Let's go here. But even with that, in four, in fifty, uh, in a seventy, either way, it's already happened. See, this, it can't mm, have not happened. But see that—that's the problem with. Okay, this is why I think that this, this is the TVA situation right at hand, right? Because this is a matter of I think it could not be the loop having happened yet, right? Because. We are now diverging from that timeline, and we have to figure out if we're going to fix it or turn into another timeline or what. I think, I think that this is the same timeline in which 2012 changed, and Loki disappears, and Loki okay. ends up in the TVA. And I think that when they prune that timeline, it fixes the same situation. So, so Steve doesn't live there until he's old, and then no, no, no. no. Uh, I, I think that that is on the main timeline. That the 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 actual main timeline. Oh, that, Steve and Tony don't go. Don't do time heist. Uh, no. Okay. So hang on. This is this is where time because Steve returns the tesseract to the base. Right. Yeah. So that that's what I was saying. Like, this is why timeline stuff is so weird, right? So, like, again, we're on. Okay, I don't agree with them calling it six one six. But I'm just gonna for the argument of this, I'm gonna call it six one six. They start off a yeah six one six a. So they're on six one six a or m for movies. Um, and uh, that that's where they're at, leading up to the moment that they leave for the time heist, right? Wait, are you talking about the MCU? Yeah, the MCU. Um, oh oh one nine 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 nine. No, I know, but that's that's too many. That's too long to t- to talk about. Six one six is easier to say. Right, but it's wrong. Well, that's what there's an established again, it's, number, dude. It's Kevin. One nine 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 nine. Just do outcast. This is this nineteen ninety nine with a nine. This is the problem, though. Again, it's the quote unquote established one, but not. Yeah, it's not what Marvel, I think, officially has claimed. Because I mean, Kevin has now called this one six one six, and he's like, "No, this is six one six And everyone's like, "Stop! It can't be six one six He's like, "But it is." So, you know. Now I ain't gonna lie to you. The boy's done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. In MCU I'm sorry, time, I'm in sorry. the sacred timeline. Here we go. Fair enough. That's the best. There line. we go. Let's just there go with go. that. In the sacred okay. timeline, they're chugging along. Then they say, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, I know that this is a little bit ahead of ourselves, but, you know, the Hulk goes, talks to the ancient one and says, but see, if we go on this ancient, uh, this extra timeline, Right, we pluck the things. Yes, you would imagine that the sacred timeline gets erased, and then now we're here. But what if we then go back in time and place them back to where they were before we even left, or like right at the same spot or whatever? Right. Therefore, erasing this other timeline, this timeline heist, this heist timeline. I mean, and putting us back on the sacred timeline. She's like, hmm. 
that does make sense. And then he tells her about how, you know, Dr. Strange gave gave away the stone. She's like, okay, so he must have seen this and thought about it. Then it must be it's right, right? Okay. Granted, again, we're going to see that in years to come. So, But I have to explain that in order to get to this point. So we're on the sacred timeline. We then go on the heist timeline. And the heist timeline is where Loki from the TV show Loki is from. That is not the sacred timeline right. Loki. Because sacred timeline right. Loki is dead as a door now. Right. Also spoiler, right. sorry. Um, no. But, okay, so then but when they pick him up in that desert, they prune the timeline. So in a way, because remember, right before they pull him out, they 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 mention leaving the thing. So they prune the timeline. They pull him, pull him in. Mm. So okay. I think that even if there was some sort of like weird anomaly in which, you know, we've changed some things or whatever, I think that the way that the sacred timeline works in a way is that like we're kind of following a story. And then once he sees, okay, this timeline here where it kind of diverges and goes to this point, but this point is actually a better chance of keeping the other Kangs away. Now we're kind of following that timeline, that branch off there, right? So I think that the sacred timeline is kind of a weaving of multiple timelines is what I'm sort of imagining. You know what I mean? And I think that that's why at the end of Endgame, we have a weird situation where it's like, wait, which universe are we technically in or timeline? Because right. it feels well, that's like that's what they, we talked about. Right. We did talk right. about we did that talk in 49, about it, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's okay. like, so where did we actually end up? The answer is still right. the sacred timeline. It just might be that, you know, somewhere in there we've technically gotten juggled and we don't even recognize it, right? And I'm thinking okay, so maybe anything left behind gets pruned in the Loki situation. Okay, but this is so confusing, I know. This is this is a lot of timeline bullshittery. The problem with putting the, the stones back, and, and and this is an issue that we don't necessarily need to resolve until we get to it in a bajillion years, um, is... That that is part of... Don't steal the stones. Thanos wins. Go back and steal the stones. Go back, defeat Thanos. Go back, put the stones back. So the whole time the stones are there are 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 not being used, but you've defeated Thanos on the on the sacred timeline. You're using basically alternate universe stones. And you go back to those that part where you stole them from to put them back. Okay, that's fair. Then you go back to 49 and stay with Peggy. And let's say you stay you you let's say you stay there. Mm-hmm. The alternate universe where the stole the stones were stolen and returned is pruned is what you're saying. Right, but he's still in the sacred timeline just in 49. Is what but I he think. but so does Steve Steve would rem- and so this is this is a point that actually I, I'm I'm happy to move on from because it actually is is moot. Yeah. If the if this thing that we're watching is later going to get erased by the TVA, right? Then it doesn't matter. But my question that I don't know that there's an answer to, so I'd love to hear your opinion, and then I'm happy to move on sure. or, or to whatever. You're, uh, I'm going to phrase it in the form of a statement, which is a wild thing to say, mm-hmm. but 
imagine it as a question at the end. I think Steve in 49 that lives with Peggy until he's an old man would remember the time heist thoughts. Yes, for sure. Okay. I think that this is, uh, that's why I think that like that is a, uh, that that is why that that moment is sacred timeline and not something that gets pruned. Sorry, him going back. Right. Right. To, to her rather, because like that's not part of the time heist. Right. The time heist is all the alternate universe. Him going back to her is kind of the, I think, selfish thing, but also like the universe being sort of accepting of, well, technically he does exist in that time period. And as long as he doesn't change what's happening around him. Right. You know, everything should uh, end up fine. Right. So I think that he would remember the time heist just as the same as uh, sorry, but she probably wouldn't. Hmm. Well, she would. So, okay. So, okay. Okay. Now, now I'm back to where you were from. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, but what about this? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Remember at the end of Back to the Future and Marty's like, if you have a kid and he burns the carpet down, go easy on him. Yeah. So the timeline where Marty wasn't gone easy on is where Marty is from. from, But now it's gone. But he's creating a timeline where they do go easy on him. And maybe Ripple's not waves. It doesn't matter if they win easy on him or not. Mm. But I think, I like to imagine Steve saying, hey, this is my memory from this day. And we'll get to, you know, you'll remember it because this specific thing that I can tell you was happening because I was in the next room. I'll get, hold on, honey, I'll get to it. It's when... You mentioned this case that was going on. When you were talking about this case, there probably won't be anyone in the adjoining office where where your desk is. Almost certainly. Almost definitely. But But if you happen to see a glimmer out of the side of your eye, don't investigate it. Promise me you won't investigate it. Okay. So it takes care of the contingency of that alternate timeline happens in in some different right, way. Right. The alternate timeline where they get where, where they, Tony doesn't meet Howard. All the, right, all the yeah, yeah. other right, 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 yeah. exactly. Okay, okay. I think I I think this might be a solution. I don't think it's like the solution, but I think right. I think this is this is. I mean, this is okay. piggybacking off of what you said, right? So I think that's piggybacking. All <laughs> yeah, piggybacking. Um, mm, I think that is something. I don't know. I think I, that I kinda, is something not, else. That, is yeah. that... <laughs> I realized we said that and I was like, ooh. Um, no, okay. So I think that it's one of sort of two scenarios around that. Okay. Basically, in, in other words, saying that that is correct, what you've said, right? But it is either that he thinks that, like, I should say this, right, mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, she knows not to look up. Right. Right. To say that, like, listen, just for whatever reason, on this particular day, I can't tell you why I know this. Basically, literally, not even, I don't think even going as far into the, if you see a glimmer or whatever. I think it's just like a, I know something that I know that, like, will change the future. So I can only tell you what you can't do. I can't tell you what it is. I'm just saying that on this day, just don't even go into your office. Don't even look at it. Take your hearing aid out. Yeah. It's like just... Just stick around in this room, talk about your cases, do whatever you have to do, but whatever you do, just keep that room out of your perception. Yeah. Right? You know, because it was open. It was unlocked. Right. It was unlocked. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. I love that. 
I can't tell you why. Right. Leave the door unlocked and, and just, the light off and right. don't investigate and just, anything. Just leave it there. Yeah. The other possibility is that, again, because he's in that timeline where technically originally he's not in that office, right? Because right. he's in that office in the time heist timeline, not in the uh, primary right. timeline, right? Because so, he's somewhat older right. in the and when he meets at Peggy. home. Yeah, he's so, several weeks or days, right? Or yeah, and he's just he's just in her house at that point, just going all right. About now, I'm you know knocking around in her office. That's kind of fun, you know. <laughs> um, or he, you know, do you, do you think at any point he's just kind of like? There it oh. is. You, do you, and then, he sets little alarms. They go beep, beep, beep. Yeah. And he's like. Again, on a wristwatch that can't exist in that timeline, but he's just like, huh, neat. And then turns the TV volume back on, like watching the MLB game, you know? Yeah. And he's like, ah, it's great watching uh, baseball live on Did TV. Did you look up the, if there's an MLB game from the day? I didn't, but we could. Do you want to look that up real quick while I finish I'll look that time? up real quick. Yeah, yeah. The other possibility is that because that timeline technically then gets wiped away, whether through their actions of putting everything back mm-hmm. or through the TVA situation. Right. It also could be a situation in which he says, I just have to have the faith that that timeline always happens that way and that there are timelines, kind of like Dr. Strange's scene, where things do go terribly right. wrong. But if I right. say even anything, she's going she's gonna to investigate. She has to investigate. Right. And right. he goes, I know something that she doesn't. So if I just keep my mouth shut, it'll all be okay. Right. Right. Um, and so I, I feel like that's also like really fun because like, that's what it's like literally a healthy relationship version of Mr. And Mrs. Smith is because mm-hmm. at this point they're both kind of being spies and have information that the other one doesn't and they're not sharing it with each other. But like, <laughs> In the end, it's not going to break up their relationship. It's like they respect each other's secrets and like understand that like I can't tell you this thing because you might want to step into action, and the same goes for you. Uh, all right. So I know you. I know where you stand on Jimmy Fallon, but have you seen where he's talking to Jeremy Renner about Hawkeye? And no. he's oh, like, yeah. mm-hmm. "So Yelena, who? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I think you like, sent me the TikTok of it. Yeah." yeah. Because he is, I'll that's, tell you, that's Peggy and he's very good at that. Oh yeah, that is them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, the uh, the hostage crisis in uh, Iran. The what? The what? What now? Well, I mean, the phone <laughs> just rang. They both laugh because it's like you know what? He's not even watching TV. He right? He's just sitting there. The phone rings and he goes. He looks at the calendar. And goes. So the hostage situation in Iran. She goes. What now? <laughs> the what now? Uh, yeah. So you, you're gonna go do that? And she's like, what? Uh, no. He's like, okay. Is he? He's a Yankees guy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I don't think the other team. The thing existed. is the Mets. Oh, the Mets for sure did. Um, the Dodgers it, did. The, the, right. The uh, no, the L.A. Dodgers were the, were. Um, oh, wait, sorry. When he right, right. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Right. Not in seventy in forty five. Right. Um. Uh, the MLB season for nineteen seventy had started the day before, Colin. So, um. Hold on one second. Let me look and see if I can find if the if the Yankees were playing that day. Um, where I, I feel like a very cheap version of that guy. Um, oh yeah, that guy. That, that is an incredible talent. I gotta say. I, uh, there was a thing on the wire where there was a baseball game on in the corner. And I was like, I bet he's done that one. Have you gone and looked? 
<laughs> I haven't. I mean, that one was being an easy one because there's actually game uh, sounds. Mm-hmm. So you it wouldn't be even be that, that hard. Yankee season. There we go. All right. 70, 1970. All right. Here we go. Um, Come on. Give me some. All right. All right. Well, Damn. hold on. No. They played on the 6th and 8th. Ah, I'm upset at you for finding that quicker. How'd you get that? Uh, if you type April 7, 1970 Yankees, it will literally mm. give you the most recent game. Uh, and April 6, 1970, Red Sox beat the Yankees, but the following day, it was not the following day, sorry, the following game on the 8th, their scores were literally flipped. Mm. So they won 4-3, to three, then they won 3-4, to so then they lost 3-4, to four, or other way around, right? So you know what it was? Excellent. On the seventh, the Yankees were traveling to the Reds. I mean, the Yankees were traveling back. Did you want to talk about your note, or should we talk about beards? Or should we talk about uh, what Peggy Carter is looking into in her uh, Let's do files. my note here real quick, because I feel like your okay. stuff is going to be probably more in-depth. And remind me of what my note okay. was again. Uh, your note said, you told me to take this note. Colin has a note regarding, quote, how much can he change or do? And you had me take that note from right. the elevator okay. scene. Okay, so this is one of those things where I think that this is, you know, again, the Steve, uh, Steve uh, Strange, Stephen Strange, I don't know why I said Steve, that was weird. Stephen Strange seeing the... Stephen? Dr. Strange's Yeah. <laughs> when he was like, you can call me Stephen. And he goes, that is weird. And then <laughs> he's like, nah, never mind. No, but like when he looks through the million plus, you know, um, uh, iterations of what could happen. Yeah. You have to imagine that part of one of these timelines where things goes wrong is a timeline in which Steve gets to that office and sees mm-hmm. Peggy and... It or and or she sees him and it irrevocably changes his choice and his his thing. So it's like I think that there's that moment where he when he approaches that glass where he wants to go in that room and say something. Yeah. Yeah. And he recognizes that like as much as he wants to be with her, he can't, at least not right now. Yeah. And that right. might be what gives him the idea to go back in that regard. Like right. maybe he goes. This could be my one shot. Like I think I put the idea all the precious it. stones back except for this one. Except for this one, and he pulls out a diamond ring. Because <gasps> James pointed to himself as if, as if he was Steve. I'd be like, except for yes. this one. But I was like, but well, imagine he says, "I put all the precious stones back, but there's only one that I care about." Peg, and he gets down on one knee, you know. And Sharon Carter's like, "I do," and you're like, "Wait." I, you're not I'm confused about you're like two right now aren't you or no she wouldn't be two what the hell she'd be like 50 in these movies um, she's not having a lot in yet. the comics when both peggy carter and sharon carter were uh kind of basically dating steve it was weird yeah that is a little um, strange i oh I, I was gonna say in at least 15 of the timelines uh peggy carter shot steve going scroll <laughs> or either that or she Again, that situation of like, okay, hypothetically, again, going back to one of the previous conversations of he doesn't, maybe it's one of the ones where she does see him or whatever. She goes, someone's in my office, poof, shoots. And she's like, no one should be able to gain access. And they go, ma'am, you did leave your door unlocked so I could drop off your lunch later. And she's like, oh, 
I just shot a man. Oh, it's Steve. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. There's there's a, a pile of bodies in her office from all the times she's done that. Or, yeah. If, if for whatever reason, somehow all the timelines went, and then she's like, yeah, what the? And then just there's 80 dead Steves, and she's like, what happened? And Have 80 Peggy's gone, going, ugh. I think the answer is no. You haven't seen Ant-Man yet, right? No, don't. Okay. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. No, um, but yeah, I, I know based on part of the, even the trailers, I know that there's moments where he sees like 80 plus versions of himself, but still, um, the idea though, that, um, so like that, that's fine. Don't worry about that part, but, uh, yeah. no, but I think though that like, I think that that's that thing of, you know, the ripples, not waves, even though he's never met Mac, I think he has that moment Yeah. in, in that scene where he approaches the glass. It's like, I could just say, I could just walk in there. Give her a big old kiss and be like, I will find you again or something. Or something like just give her some kind of yeah. one liner and then book it yeah. out of there. But like at the same time, if he does that, will he be able to leave himself? Right. Like right. if she lets him go, will he even turn to go kind of thing? You know? Right. Right. So I think that yeah. that's that moment of him again being, especially after literally putting her in the ground and yeah. kind of coming to terms with her loss. Yeah. When you think about it, it's kind of a red flag, actually, that he does kind of see her. Then immediately is like, "Never mind, forget all my feelings, forget my, forget all the progress I made in therapy and stuff like that. I'm going back." Well, <laughs> I think it's well. We, I think we talking. talked about it in '49. I think we said like it's the first time he's thinking of himself. Yeah, that's like, definitely what it is. Yeah, but, no, I know. I'm, I'm which is healthy, but anyone else, literally, all you know, the world is full of Gilmore Hodges and Steve Rogers, and there's only one Steve Rogers, ma'am, and everyone else is a Gilmore Hodge. Who it would be a bad idea? Which is also very go. funny because you know how he's like, "There's only one God, ma'am," right? Yeah. To then also say there's, there's only one Steve Rogers, ma'am, and then there are yeah. two. <laughs> there's one in the ice and one in <laughs> dancing in a living room somewhere. One's a lot cooler than the other. Because <laughs> 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 he's dancing. So, um... Because he's finally having sex. I'm kidding. Yeah. Gross. Cold, gross, clammy <laughs> sex. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. He's like, why do we have to have the AC full blast? He's like, it's the only way I can, Steve. <laughs> Reminds me of London. Um, <laughs> we have to make our own London fog. Ugh. Oh God, <laughs> okay. London f- cuts to credits. Yeah. Um, okay, Ugh. so uh, now let's talk beards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk beards. All right. Talk beardy. Too. Um. So, um, Steve is obviously gay, and I think that Peggy. No, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> well, hang on now. Well, oh, hold on. There is a lot um, of stuff. I saw content. a lot of fan art of Peggy and uh, Angie. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Apparently, that is a a big thing. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Uh, that sounds yeah. weird. Sorry. That sounds like weirdly aggressive and to say it like that. But I mean, that's yeah. awesome. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I've never heard that. I just I like. In yeah, terms I had neither. But those kinds of you know. Uh, like fan arts, I've I've definitely yeah. seen Stucky a lot. I've seen also like Stephen Howard a lot, but I've literally yeah. never seen uh, Peggy Pangy. Pan- Pangy. Is it called Pangy? I don't know, but I, I like it. Sort of like that uh, that monocontinent Pangea. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, bitch, don't know so, about Pangea. Shut up, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so when. The woman from the elevator is talking to the MP, mm-hmm. who we're going to talk, uh, we're going to do some Avengers Ensemble for him mm-hmm. in a second. Uh, 
she says that one of them had a hippie beard. And the MP asks a clarifying question, Bee Gees or Mungo Jerry? And she says, oh, Mungo Jerry, for sure. Colin, I'm going to send you two pictures. Yes. Uh, Love this. There is a picture of the Bee Gees from 1970 and uh, a picture of Mungo Jerry at all because they were a one-hit wonder and any picture of them is basically probably going to be from 1970. So mm-hmm. this is the Bee Gees from 1970. Okay, and that's interesting because it's really just kind of just a beard. Right, exactly. And But see now... But uh, weird that they would call that hippie. Right, well, any remember, any facial hair in 1970 would have been... It's sort of how like the Beatles were mop tops and like with their rebellious haircuts and it was just they had not crop, not like... Here's, military cuts here's what i think that it that is weird though right because it's like i feel like people outside of the military probably had those beards all the time and weren't labeled hippies but i guess it's just that if you're on a military base right and you see any kind of facial hair you're like well you're also in I vietnam guess, so you, you, oh, true. you have that's true um, that's a good point there's, you have some there's a yeah. standpoint i guess for that for that um Still but when basis. I send you this picture of Mungo Jerry, okay. which is the name of the band, not the name of a person, um, you're going to see a couple of things. Uh, one, correct. I think that that the woman has correctly done, has correctly identified the hippie beard, because no one would mistake this. But we have some butt weights uh, to to go through <laughs> after you look. So here is Mungo Jerry. Putting. Hmm. Um. So the most the singer of the band is the guy on the right with the yes. We're gonna call him Mutton Chop. I'm so glad you started. But really, it's a reverse goatee. It's a no T. I I was just (laughs) thinking to myself like I hope we start at the right because I think that's the correct order. I mean yeah, it's it's almost an Abraham Lincoln. He it's it's like a Chester A Arthur level. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like of chop. I feel like if you took the two of their facial hairs and kind of were like, how do you Chester Abe Arthur. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely yeah. it. Yeah. But then it's also so funny because like his like this is not the case with no, that's not true. Both the 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 right and the left, we'll come to that obviously in time. But yeah. both the right and the left, their facial hair is so much darker than their actual hair. Right. Which is also fascinating. It looks like his in particular is like uh what's what, what's that stuff called? Uh spirit gum? Like, yeah, yeah. It looks like high school production spirit. Like, like a fake, yeah. yeah. It yeah. looks like he's just like facial hair. Yeah. If you took took that off, he would yeah. be like, "I'm ready to go to fifth period." You know, that's what he looks like. <laughs> he just had. It's just a very fuzzy hat. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. I see. <laughs> uh, and then now, if if now she's no, I, I'm sorry, she's wrong because she says Mungo Jerry definitely. So. I think she has to be thinking of this guy on the left. Right. Well, hang on. Let, let's move our way across, yeah. though. Okay. Because I want to talk about these other two facial hairs as well. So, okay. The guy next to the 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 guy second from the right mm-hmm. has what I would characterize as the mustache version of the Chester A. Barther, which is okay, yeah, that's a mustache, but it also has a bunch of stuff here. Is it called? Hang on. Hang on. Is it called? Um... Okay, so this is oh no, it's not that one. What is um it's just like a really thick version of um what is that 
Like a handlebar mustache? Yeah, but what's interesting is, okay, so here's something fascinating. There are two types of mustaches that are called handlebar. And I think part of it is that some some people do the thing where they then, you know, curl it and get that you know, right. neat little thing. But right. then I think I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna type in handlebar mustache biker. And this if you guy look up any kind of biker, it's that. Yeah, you know. It well, is, that's a, that's like a Van Di- a Van Dyke. Yeah, where it's like this, like yeah, the horseshoe mustache. That's okay. That's. The, oh, you know what? This is great. It's literally called the biker handlebar mustache, or yeah. the, so it is literally a handlebar, but it's just it's a different style, or whatever. But yeah, it's the one you know, that it goes fully. Da- it's almost like it goes a little bit past the chin, almost a little. Yeah. Bit. But more of just like in length, not like the skin. You right. know, what I'm saying like it's like once it hits, yeah. they just let it grow down a little bit. Right. This is like a barbell mustache, mm. or like a dumbbell mustache, because it has the two like nodules at the end of. Yeah, it. a little bit. It does have a little extra poof. I think that might just be yeah. like probably bad hair growth, basically. Oh, for, for sure. For lack of a better yeah. term. Like, as in like, he has the ability to grow hair very well, and like probably some of it yeah. is just a little... I mean, obviously, his head of hair is gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, like, so I They agree. all have nice heads of hair. Yeah. It looks like, you know, like some people, like, okay, I can kind of grow a beard, but it's not great, right? But some mm-hmm. people, like, it is like a thing where like, if you shave... Like within two days, it's like a yeah. full beard, right? <laughs> the Homer Simpson where he turns away, he shaves, and then before the scene's over, his five o'clock shadow is back. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like, that it's like the thing. Santa Claus, almost, yeah. but like not mm-hmm. quite as thick, right? But like, you know, it's like right. some people can just grow facial hair. And so like that's probably like a thing of it looks like that maybe because like he's like, I'm not going to shave this every day, dude. Like I, it's a lot of upkeep, you know what I mean? Wait not to shave it, but like trim it, I mean. I think it's a pipe. No, it's hair. It's definitely hair. I, I've zoomed in. I think, mm, okay. I both zoomed in and then got really close up on it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll believe you then. It looks Only because more, you can kind of see um, it on the other side too. Than the other one? Okay. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. It would make sense as a pipe though. It would. That's Listen, what, if there was a little line the, right here, yeah. I would definitely be like, yeah. you're Absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. Next guy. It's like left. a lollipop. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next guy. F- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next guy to the left looks like uh, he's new. Mm-hmm. Like he, he hasn't just... quite gotten the memo on how much facial hair he needs to have. You know? <laughs> and he's being told as this picture is being taken. If the guy to his left Wait, has been what? whispering it in his ear, that's definitely. <laughs> what it is. He kind of looks like Howard Stark, though. He does look a little bit like Howard. You know what? Uh, the two guys on the left look like ha- the Howards Stark. Yes, like, yeah, Howard and <laughs> the Howard Stark and Howard Potts. Well, no, I'm saying, well, yeah, okay, fair, yeah. fair, fair. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So then, yes, and then the guy all the way to the left is is who the secretary or the you know the shield agent right, from is. the elevator has to be thinking of. Yeah. But I I would I would submit that Tony's beard is much more like uh. Uh, Barry Gibbs in the middle of the Bee Gees than any of Mungo Jerry. The thing is, like, the in the middle of the Bee Gees, it's so unkempt. It's not like, it's not a neatly trimmed beard. And I think that's also, mm, now here, here's a good question for you. Again, I know that in the military, any facial hair makes you, or any beard. Right. I think I think there's a lot of military men that have mustaches. Yes, I think you can yeah. have a mustache. I think yeah. you can have a mustache, but it's like specifically like 
where a like chin strap would be for like a helmet and stuff right. like that is where you keep clear, right? But right. like I am I, I keep my gun. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I keep my gun in my neck strap. And you're like, what that is not safe. And he's like <laughs> um, That is not regulation. Oh, I've been reading it upside down. Dang. Oh, whoops. Oh, yeah, that's gonna go around your belt there. No, but I feel like, you know, <laughs> Here's here's an interesting question for you. And granted, neither okay. of us are 1970s military men. Just there's so many things of that we aren't. But uh, actually, oh, you know, okay, here's a, here's an interesting thing. Dear listener, if you know someone who was in the military in the 1970s, yeah, I would like my, to... My, go ahead. Sorry. My granddad was. Okay. For, oh, okay for cool. at least at least one of at least one of them. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So if you know someone who was in at like actively in the military during the 1970s and who like and who would know like what both regulations, but also like the ideals and the ideas of people then of like, you know, who they were calling hippies. I want you to ask them this question. If they saw someone with a beard, what was more hippie to them? A fuller unkempt beard, kind of like dirty, kind of, you know, not really trimmed, not, you know, respectable or whatever, or a beard that was highly stylized. Right. Because I feel like, both of those have a really weird stigma and kind of lean into like what people would just call hippie, but also they mm-hmm. really are very different. Yeah. And that's why I want to know, because to me, it's also like, okay, you know how like when people on certain sides of an aisle in po- politics mm-hmm. look Groom at- side, bride side. What's that? Groom side Groom or bride side? side? Bride side. Now I got to think about what's what. I guess that'd be Groom side, right? Right? I guess that would be Groom uh, side, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The left. Yeah, yeah. No, the right, the right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wait, groom is on the. When you're looking at them, the groom is on the right, and she stands on the right. left. But right, right, right. But the problem is that then it's more of like then when you turn to look at the audience. Anyway, doesn't matter. Right. Um, so hold... are you the priest of the Senate or the <laughs> Dustin Hoffman at the end of the Graduate of the Senate? Exactly. Which one are, you know, yeah, exactly. Everyone's yeah, yeah. one of two. Uh, okay, no. So again, I'm just gonna go for this though. When you're on the groom side, right? Perhaps of the <laughs> of the uh, of the Senate here, right? A lot of people will look at anything that is helpful in any regard to the Mm. people, whether it is literally just like a thing of like, hey, we've been giving 50 million um, to public schools for textbooks or whatever. But, you know, textbook uh, publishers are upping the prices. So this year we're going to be giving out 60 million. And they go, that's socialist. Right. Right. It's like everything that isn't like taking away something, they immediately yeah. call it socialist, right? But like right. most of those things are not even close to socialist, right? And in fact, I mean, they they are, but it but it's part of our. It's like the library is a socialist thing. Oh yeah, no, and that's correct. fine. Yes, because yeah. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> libraries are socialist. Uh, I mean, honestly, like you know, Medicaid, social security, social security it's right there. Uh, the national parks. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of things that we have that are socialist, but I mean, like, what I mean is like, communist. Well, uh, that's also one, but we don't really weirdly use that one anymore. I think we've. Here's the thing. I think there's a lot of people who throw a lot, a lot of terms around without actually understanding what they mean, right? So that's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at, right? There were a lot of things that we would call communist when they weren't even at all related to, like, in fact, there were things that communist people. It wouldn't be far to to that side enough for them. They'd be like, no, mm-hmm. we don't. That that's not good enough for us, right? But we just right. go, oh, what, we don't agree with it. It's communist, right? Right. We don't agree with it. Pinko, right? You don't agree with it. You know, socialist. And it's just like it, people use that as kind of like a key term, like a a uh, a like hot word. What's the word that I'm looking for? Not, like a watchword or like yeah, like a, a watchword. Like 
or like a um, red flag or exactly or you know like just something that they buzzword can, buzzword that's the word I'm looking for it's a, it's a buzzword because the second that people hear that they go oh well then it's bad not yeah, realizing I think the com- yeah communist was definitely I, a, a I think one. communist got actually taken out because I think that they're like well I'm not calling anyone communist this isn't the 50s anymore they're socialists and that's worse mm-hmm. like it, it's like if I use a different word but I they say the like same thing they kind of reset things. the timer on how long yeah, they can say exactly. that you know? He's a witch. I mean, uh, socialist. Um, mm-hmm, exactly. Just real quick, this is a well. I mean, I'm it's a tangent, and I've I've recognized it as such, and sure. I'm going to label it as such. But that's that's sort of what I'm getting at, right? Where it's like you know, I think it's just like an idea of. To me, both of those beards are different, but like they call both of them hippie, but really only one of them is hippie. One of them is more of like hipster. Right. You know. Well, I mean, then there's like beatnik. Right. Like exactly. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay, so here's the deal, though. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we can Howard Stark this away. So I'm a little freaked out. Based on Howard Stark, some of the things Howard Stark has said in this, on this day, mm-hmm. I don't think we can do this. I don't, but, but there's also, you know, chains of causation. So um, the, at this point in 1970... The Bee Gees had had eight top 40s in the U.S. between 1967 and 1968. That's a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I started a joke that sent the whole world crying is one of the ones that I know specifically. But, like, it's weird because the Bee Gees were basically Australian Beatles until they became Australian disco. Um, the Bee Gees have had a career for sure. Mm-hmm. Also, what if you were Maurice or Robin Gibb and they're like, we're calling ourselves the Bee Gees after you, Barry? He's like, no, no. And uh, then they were, for sure. Um, So Mungo Jerry, as I said, they're a one-hit wonder. Their uh, song, In the Summertime, listener, Colin, you know it. It's a... Oh, yeah. What's funny is that when you said that, I was was thinking to myself, is that the In the Summertime? I was like, I I think that's the lyric, right? That's definitely the thing. When you go women, you go women on your mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's Mungo. These these gents right here, these Englishmen right here, uh, sang that song. Um, it didn't come out until June. We're in April, so this song is two months away from coming out. Now, it's possible that this MP is like the coolest nineteen seventies music she would guy also have to be. on Camp Lehigh, right? And she's also the second coolest Camp Lehigh music per they run the the the, the camp DJ, they run the camp radio station they know Mungo Jerry 2 months before anyone else knows Mungo Jerry because the yeah but i think it's a it's a slightly anachronistic thing to be like BG's and Mungo Jerry it's like if i was like uh is that like um Blink-182 or names a band that isn't famous yet Mm-hmm. And you've never heard of, and I, you could. I may as well just be making up. <laughs> so, uh, and I don't think that we can say that Howard Stark would be directly responsible for uh, Mungo Jerry making it uh, three months or two months earlier, because he is decidedly at least derogatory towards beatniks and hippies because of the way he says, "You know, beatnik pots," or whatever he says, "You a hippie pots." When they he says beatnik, when they're yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. so, but 
if Howard Stark influenced the recording industry back in 1948. I mean, with the movie theater, not movie theater, with the film career that yeah, he had. Yeah, exactly. He could have moved he, entertainment along. Right, and, and Howard Stark would have been all about like uh, integrating and having like records playing from from black artists earlier than they would have in in normal right. timelines um it could be that he made rock and roll as a whole happen earlier he made waves not ripples is what i'm hearing that's true he made airwaves uh, radio waves Ugh, we got there at the same time wow that was incredible i mean we said like the technically the same term but it was just you know yeah yeah just different yeah. versions of it but like that was that was like me saying handlebar i was right uh biker handlebar and you going Mm, the I already forgot what it was called. Oh, the oh the horseshoe mustache. Like if we had said it at the same time, that kind right. of thing. You know, like that's what that was. That was impressive. I am I am very impressed with us. Um, I want to uh do this uh this thing from from the scene before we get to Avengers Ensemble. Okay. Uh, but I just really quickly need to do a oh. This transcript doesn't have it. Okay, so I'm just going to go off the... I'm not going to try and find another transcript. Okay. Um, because sometimes, you know, like when Lyrics websites would have... All would have the same mistake because they all just copied from each other. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's a little bit how transcript sites are too. So in the subtitles on Disney+, Plus, they have oh, what Peggy is saying to her secretary. Oh, okay. That's cool. And she's saying, uh, we had to delay the Braddock experiments because of lightning strikes. Oh, that's right. No, I do. Okay, I didn't write this down, and I meant to, because I was going to ask you if you thought that was about Odin. I don't think. Well, I might have been about may, maybe about Thor, the lightning strikes, maybe. Because I was thinking, because technically his his staff has also command, right. like not commanded, but like used lightning and thunder and stuff like that. So I was wondering if, because I wasn't sure if Thor was like active yet then, right? You know, right. in in at least in Midgard. Right. But I was very excited. Yeah. Because Braddock is a Captain Britain reference to Brian Braddock. Oh. So we made a joke about Captain Britain not that long ago. Right, wow. exactly. So this so Captain Britain wouldn't show up in Marvel Comics until nineteen seventy six, but I love that Peggy Carter, Captain Carter herself, now this is pre, this is pre Captain Carter. In the in the MCU, I'm not sure if they had had Captain Carter anywhere in the comics in 2019. It's possible, um, but I love the idea that she is investigating or like following yeah. up on the Braddock experiments. And then she's like, "Wait a minute, it's not lightning at all. It's..." And then she leaves the office. Like, I'm so like, can we follow her for just what are they talking about? Like, what's going on? Because I don't know what it is. What is? I mean, could it be stuff that's going through the timeline because they're stealing like t- like stones I mean, or something? It could like, be. I'm also wondering. You know, okay. So obviously, one of the big things right about you know the MCU is also taking a bunch of characters that were created in like the 40s, the 50s, the right. 80s, and like suddenly they're all magically again in the same timeline, right? Right. I'm wondering, are there any like lightning-based uh, villains? That would have been. There's electro, but I mean that were like uh, invented or created in the 70s. In the 70s, yeah. Like, like you know how you were just talking about how Captain Britain was created in 1976. Yeah. Um, were there any electric-based villains that were made in the 70s that might have been 
kind of making an appearance re- in that same time frame that they could have also been alluding to? Uh, Do you think Storm? Storm. I was you see, I That's was wondering my... that same thing, but were they in the 60s or the 70s? Storm was the 70s. Oh, Storm, Storm was, was the 70s. Uh, gi- Storm was uh, Giant Size Comics in 70. So it, it could be a mutant um, uh, like Easter egg. Yeah. A mutant Easter egg. That's very funny. Any, anywhere else is a, is yeah, a much different like image. It sounds like it's an Easter egg that's just huge, you know? Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. No, but I mean, that, that could be. Yeah. I think I, hmm. in my head, my head canon, Storm and Captain Britain are clashing. And uh, I don't know Wait, why. But they, but they, but Captain Britain wouldn't be around yet, right? Because didn't you say that? Oh, but the, Howard Stark, Howard Stark. No, no, sorry. What I meant is. I thought they said they had to postpone the Braddock uh, thing. Uh, that I think that it was. Oh, man, I wish that I could. I because I from what again I didn't write it down either, but I I had thought that the the dialogue was they had to postpone the Braddock experiments because of this, as in like they 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 needed to focus somewhere else because like they didn't have the resources or time or people, you know. They're trying, ma'am, but Braddock's unit has been stopped by lightning strikes. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. I, th- I don't know why I heard experiment in my head. I think I may have heard experiment too, but uh, oh, there's a whole thing here about how that's Storm. And there's Captain Britain. Yeah, there's a, the endgame Easter egg that may have teased. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. So I'm not the first one to make it here, but um, that's okay. That's okay. That's cool. I'm happy. That's very cool, yeah. though. Yeah, As it, and then Betsy so Braddock, of course, uh, switched places with Quanon to become Psylocke, right? Um, and that's his sister. So right, and that's so fascinating too, though, because like in my head, uh, you know, um, the, the the initially hearing the the lightning thing, especially because we haven't seen Storm. You know, my head I was right. thinking, okay, it could have been Thor, but I think that like could be Odin stepping in to do something. Like he doesn't agree with something, yeah. and he's like yeah. making a rare appearance in Midgard. Could be Zeus. It could be Zeus. That's true because they they. Had, I hope not. Yeah, but I hope not. It yeah. could be. James really fucking hates Zeus. I'm a derogatory voice by a non-Greek. This is what I think Greeks sound like. You can't be racist against white people, James. He's also not white. I agree. I know, I know he's not white. <laughs> I agree. Uh, it's more of yeah, Russell Crowe is, but anyway, uh, no. So really, at the end of the day, that's the problematic thing. If anything, not even not even the accent. It's just that he's we're letting him be Greek, huh? Anyway, um, there's so many Greek. Yeah. Anyways, I can't think of a single. I was just about to say, give me one, James. But still, the point though is. That yeah no I think it could have been any of those and I think that yeah. Braddock versus Storm is a really cool idea yeah and I would for be, sure I would be into I, that I would I would be into it as well uh, all that's left for me mm-hmm. is a quick Avengers ensemble let's kick it Avengers ensemble okay the MP is played by a guy named Brian Schaefer. And he is an actor, but let's talk about his other role as a stand-in for Robert Downey Jr. He has stand in, he has stood in for Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man's one, two, and three. Wow. The soloist 
Chef, Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Infinity War. What could he have possibly stood in for him for in Chef? That's I mean, what I want to know. I, I imagine, like, I think stand-ins aren't, like, stunt doubles. They're, like, we need lighting. We need to have this guy over here oh, filming okay. this they, thing. They need light. Okay, I could see them right. doing, like, camera tests and stuff. Like that. that makes sense. Because in my head, right. it's, like, a lot of, like, you know, for you know the things, like, when they have to do some pickups and they do something, like, over someone's shoulder or something like that. Right, right, right. But that yeah, guy's yeah. not available, so they have someone who can literally right. just be the shoulder or whatever, you know? Or what was the famous twin there's a twin in something there's something oh, recent in pop culture no, you know what it was it was the cousin what? of um oscar isaac who would stand in as him yes. when he was talking to himself yes. so he had to learn yes. all of the lines and dialogue so that he could deliver it the same way that he would so that he yeah. knew the timing and pacing and stuff like that but he also acted he has acted in the following mcu properties where we can take a look out for him interesting okay Spider-Man Homecoming as a Stark Tower employee. Captain America Civil War as a cultural attache. Avengers Age of Ultron as Strucker Mercenary. Iron Man 3 as Mandarin Studio Technician. And Iron Man 2 as Hammer Expo Tech. Hmm, Okay. Interesting. White guy in the background. Brian Schaefer. Listen, hey, real quick. Eric Martin, if you're listening, I'm sure you are because we're all good friends. I would love to be white guy in the background, specifically related to TVA timeline nonsense. Yeah. Now we're no BS over here. Yeah, but well, we are. That's TS. what we call Brian Shaver. Oh, but uh, <laughs> do you do you like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we are TS. Absolutely, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Because there's two of us. Um, that's where the TS comes from. That is the same all way we do that the I tangent art. Two <laughs> of us. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but it's like on the screen. Yeah. Like, um. Uh, that's all I have. So if you want to uh, steal a little bit more of our time to, Ooh, we don't have uh, much time to steal here, James. But yeah, let's let's kick out of here because we've recorded way longer than I was thinking that we might actually for this one, which oh. is funny. Oh, oops, yep, oops, yep. oops. Um, all right, so let's kick on out of here. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for another riveting episode of Colin James. Have a lot of thoughts about how time works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> time is weird. Time is weird. Uh, and I love how much this show makes us think like well, there are some hoops that we haven't considered that we have to yeah. figure out how do we jump through them. And I think yeah. that that is one of the most fun things about this show to me. Absolutely. I love the historical accuracy stuff that we do. But the yeah. thing where we have to literally go, oh, I haven't thought of that and have to sit there for a moment. Yeah. Ironically, then I had to sit there and wait a moment for the train to go by. Um, but oh, I thought you were almost laughing. No, it's because I was waiting for the train. It was—I literally went. I was almost laughing because I said we have to sit there and think about it. And then the second I said sit there, I heard the first horn. I was like, "Damn it!" Um, okay, but made you lose your train of thought. Very good, exactly. Tangents. Thank you so much for joining us here on Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Braddock is trying his best, but there was a lot of excelsior around.
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.